T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final. The game and the series and the results are way good. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger. I think it's Evan. It doesn't sound like Evan, but we'll get to him in just a second here. You're going to want to hear this. This this is entertaining. 12-zip the final as the Brewers uh, sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, and much uh, like we talked about you know, at the uh, front end of this series here, with Pittsburgh selling off, Brewers rolling, Nine at that point, uh, at the start of this series on Tuesday, nine of their next 20 games were going to be against these Pittsburgh Pirates. Now three in six, uh, you know, of the next 17 are going to be against the Pirates. So just in the Pirates head to head matchups, you know, those nine games, I uh, felt a little uh, funky saying you should go seven and two. Well, now you should now easily you should. So of those 20 games, about half, nine against Pittsburgh, you should win seven of those. And you got off to a good start here with sweeping the Pittsburgh Pirates and outscoring them in the series 28-3. to 28-3 with a couple of shutouts. Now Brewers uh, pitching has 12 shutouts uh, on the season thus far. And I'm sure you're going to see more here. Trade deadline now down to a T-minus less than 24 hours, and we're seeing some movement here. Um, We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Are the Brewers done? I don't think so. I, I, I still think there's at least a move left in Stearns and Arnold. They've got until, what, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon uh, to get uh, to get some reinforcements here, uh, we were wondering if uh, Eduardo Escobar was going to join the team in Pittsburgh or Atlanta. That's been confirmed. Uh, he is going to meet the team in Atlanta. And uh, just just a little preview here. You know, in in Saturday night's affair, there's a left-hander going uh, for Atlanta, and I would assume that at least on Saturday he'll get the start. He might even be popped into the lineup tomorrow, but we'll find out. 
as the Brewers' road trip continues, a three-game set in Atlanta. Atlanta at that point in their season where they're going to have to start stomping on the accelerator a little bit. So just keep that in mind. I mean, this is going to be a really challenging series on the road in Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't play all that well uh, in their home ballpark, so maybe that works for them, uh, the crew, that is. And, you know, the other thing that might work uh, for the Brewers is that you're going to see in the series Woody and Burns within the three-game weekend set. So things looking good for the Brewers as they run their mark to 61 and 42, 19 games over 500. And if I'm not mistaken, that is, this is the high watermark of the 2021 championship season. You're 19 games over 500. We did a little easy math, some raw math yesterday in that, you know, 60 games left heading into tonight's action. You go 30 and 30, you got a 91 team. Well, you're taking a bite out of that 30 part of it, and maybe you do a little bit better than that. It looks like you're going to end up with a baseball team here in 2021 that's going to win somewhere between 92-3 on the low end to 96-97 on the high end. And possibly, if things fall right, even better than that. Because when you look at heading into the All-Star break, the Brewers had lost 6 of 8. Coming out of the All-Star break, suddenly, you know, like in a blink of an eye, guys, it really is flying by. It, it, it is. It's July 30th tomorrow. Another month off that calendar as of Saturday. But coming out of the All-Star break, these guys are 8 and 3. They've won 8 of 11. And two of those losses, two of the three, against the Royals. Are you kidding me? So things looking good for the crew, as uh, I would imagine that roster move tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. And is there another move in David Stearns, president and general manager Matt Arnold here, as uh, looks to be Max Scherzer and Trey Turner headed to the L.A. Dodgers. Gallo and Rizzo headed to the New York Yankees. Doesn't it make you think, how in the world... These larger market teams, it, it's, it's almost this perception that their minor leaguers are worth more. Doesn't it seem like that to you? I mean, when, when was the last time the Brewers traded away four prospects in one deal? Oh, that's sacrilege. You can't do that. You got to build. You, you got to home grow. Well, those other teams don't seem to do it that way, do they? Ship them in, ship them out. They'll flip players at the same time. They'll be in in possession of the L.A. Dodgers for a couple of months. They'll just flip it. It's just something to think about. It's conceptually to think about how each and every year, seemingly these these big market teams, Mets, Yankees, Dodgers, they just ship a ton of prospects. And they don't bat an eye about it. Now, again, they've got a higher payroll. They can just replace that, uh, you know, with some free agent acquisitions, and they go on from there. But uh, maybe we'll have uh, tomorrow or possibly even tonight before we get off the air 
another trade to unpack here as the Brewers get a 12 to nothing victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates to seal the deal on a sweep in a three-game set in Pittsburgh. Now, you know, the Cincinnati Reds are probably sitting here thinking, can someone just cool down those Brewers? Can, can someone just make them lose? Reds win again today. They're going to sit right there at that, uh, what, seven-game mark back and as the, as the days uh, start flipping by here. But it just, you know, again, it, it, it just a day-to-day kind of thing here for the Brewers. And the Brewers' offense just, just on a wicked pace. Just a just really wicked pace. Their uh, collective pitching staff in the month of uh, July is like at 2.35 for the month and got a little bit better tonight. Freddie Peralta with his six shutout innings. I know uh, there was probably some Brewer fans saying, hey, man, let the kid go. 68 pitches through six innings, scoreless on a couple of hits for Freddie Peralta. But again, I'm not going to... I'm really not going to doubt too much on on the big picture level of how they ha- handle their pitching staff, how they manage their pitching staff. Craig Council, Chris Hook, and they they've got a plan and they're sticking to that plan. And if they can buy a couple of innings of wear and tear, lighten the load a little bit, may come in handy in late August and September. Man, these guys are just who would have thought this. I mean, even even the biggest of Brewer fans like myself, I mean, you would ask me, end of July, Tim, they're going to be near 20 games over 500. And they have the best big three pitching staff in the game. Oh, we would have said, take it. Yeah, sign me up. Check that box. All right, are the Brewers done in the trade uh, scenarios here? 414-799-1250. We have one hell of a highlight package to get to here. Evan Heffelfinger, I welcome you in. Now, I know people aren't going to think it's Evan Heffelfinger. I think you're disguising your voice today. You okay today? I feel fantastic. <laughs> I found I sound a little bit like uh, Scotty Farrell, but... Uh, yeah, a little bit. I feel 100% fine for anybody asking. Despite you sounding like that, you feel good. Let's just say I was celebrating the Bucks win. We'll just continue with that. Still celebrating. Yeah, the Bucks are still NBA champions. So yes, yes, they are. Yeah, indeed. You know, yeah, I, I, as I said yesterday, guys, you just got to keep pinching yourself that the Bucks are NBA champs. It man, that flew by. You talk about. So let's let's not miss the boat. If you jumped on late with the Bucks season, okay, fair enough. You can jump on. There's room for you. So get on now with this Brewers run. And, and, and as I've said, I, I don't think you should take the inferior uh, sort of, you know, attitude here. Don't think that the Brewers are trying to keep up with the Joneses here. That's not the way I look at it. You know, again, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. San Diego is making moves. Don't think they're the big goliath here and you're just a little old david i don't i just i don't think anybody wants to face these these brewers right now Now again things could change there's 59 games left but i'm not afraid of those teams you've seen enough 
We've seen enough. Pitching and defense. Pitching, defense, and as uh, Craig Council said before the game today, with the acquisition of Escobar, homers play in the playoffs. Is what he said on the flagship prior to the game. Homers play well in the playoffs. Now, he did follow that up like a sentence later by saying, you know, getting given the fact that we, we have a push for the playoffs. So he did, did sort of back it up. Boy, there's 59 games left, Craig. They normally don't hear a manager talk like that. I think pitching and defense plays a little bit better than the home run ball in the playoffs. That's me. I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to compare the two, I want pitching and defense. All these games are 3-1-3-2-4-3-4-2 in the playoffs. And I say all in quotation marks. They all seem to be hanging on every pitch sort of games, don't they? Once in a while, yeah, a game will get away from you uh, in the postseason. But, but you look at uh, so historically and in recent history here in the playoffs, you got the best going up against the best, the best defenses. You've got the best pitching staffs. That's what got them there. And that's what you've got in Milwaukee here. And the offense just got a little bit better. And it does beg the question, guys. It just You have to ponder this. When Yelich gets back, because he'll, he'll be back. When Yelich gets back, look at the names. Let's count them together. Put them in whatever order you want to put them in. That's, I mean, that's Craig Council's lineup thing. Wherever you want to bat these guys, lefties, righties, uh, against, you might want to maneuver a little bit, and Craig Council will. But with the addition of Escobar, he steps onto this baseball team, leading the team in home runs and RBIs. He's your best slug hitter in this lineup. But just ponder this. You talk about pitching and defense winning in the postseason. Let's just, let's just look at this Brewers offense here for a second. Wong, Adamas, Avi Garcia, Yelich, Narvaez, Escobar. I mean, think about that. Okay, Wong, Adamas, Yelich, Avi, Escobar, and Omar. There are six 100% legitimate hitters. This isn't trying to catch lightning in a bottle. This isn't having a great year. This is just who they are. Six of your eight offensive players across the board, everyone's going to have confidence with on a regular basis. Okay, if you want to play the Luis Urias, uh, Tyrone Taylor, maybe JBJ gets a little hot, maybe Jace Peterson gets a spot start here and there. Okay, fine. We, we can talk about that. But that's only two, two, of the six, uh, two of the eight offensive lineup players. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, this offense may be underrated at this point. And with a final push here, I mean, Escobar seems to be that guy that's going to fit. Uh, nice, nice uh, tidy clubhouse fit. Happy. Wow. Evan, do you agree? Six of the eight. Six of the eight, no one's going to have a problem with on a nightly basis. Absolutely. I mean, what more can you ask for? Assuming that they play to the potential that you want them to. I, I, I think that, especially with Escobar, 
they really don't need to make any more lineup changes. Offensive moves, right. They're yeah, going to get right. they're going to get healthier. You're going to get Jace back, your ultimate utility guy. Yelich, you hope that this time off helps him mentally and physically. Um, although COVID is not fun to deal with physically, but you hope that the break helps him. And then you have some combination of Vogelback, Shaw coming back. Telez. This team is versatile. They have a lot of guys that can beat you in a lot of different ways. And that is exactly how David Stearns drew it up. Yep. It, it really is. And and now, uh, again, I didn't even mention Rowdy Telez here, who's just absolutely on fire. I mean, we talk about the addition of uh, Adamas and how the team's offense just took a different outlook. Now look at Rowdy Telez, just killing it. I don't envy David having to make a decision on Travis Shaw or I, Vogelback because at yeah. least one of them is gone. And yeah, I think I, we, can, I assume. we can assume that Keston – will probably spend the rest of the season at AAA. Agreed. Agreed. And unfortunately, it didn't go right for Keston. But you've got some tough, tough decisions to make. Telez, Vogelback, Shaw. There ain't room for all three of them. I'll promise you that. Nope. Then, then you have to talk about Tyrone Taylor, who's just lighting it up as well. I got a little, uh, maybe a, a theory that I want to float by you guys on Tyrone Taylor as well. So that's coming up in just – it may surprise you a little bit. So stick around for that. All right, let's get to our uh, highlight package. This is fun here uh, as the Brewers get a 12-zip victory. First inning, uh, Adamas with a uh, one-out base hit, but neither team scores in that first. Uh, as uh, we go to the second, Brewers get on the board in that second inning. It was a one-out double by the aforementioned Tyrone Taylor. While Lorenzo Kane is in the box, a wild pitch moves him over to third. And how about Low Kane? Big RBI guy in the series. And he hits it on the ground, coming to the plate, and Taylor's in there. Perez dropped the ball. Kane's green light 3-0 drives in the first run of the game. How about that jump? I'll tell you, the Brewers' base running has been terrific this year. Yeah, fourth RBI of the series since being activated for Lorenzo Kane and a one-zip uh, lead in that second inning. Bottom half of that second inning, Freddie scoreless, just looking good at this point. A leadoff walk, by the way, to Ben Gamble. Wow, figures. Uh, to the third inning at one zip. Neither team scores in that frame. Uh, Into the fourth inning, this is, uh, again, nothing for either team. That settles in. In fact, in the bottom of the fourth inning, this was kind of interesting. Freddie had a chance for a three-pitch inning. Gets the first two, but on the third pitch, uh uh-huh, you guessed it, Ben Gamble with a base hit. Spoils that fun. But they don't get on the scoreboard one zip into the fifth. Brewers, a couple of base runners in that fifth. Leadoff double by Urias, uh, but two outs later, after a Colton Wong walk, uh, Brewers attempt a double steal. It didn't work out. Uh, Colton is uh, caught stealing there. So it stays one zip, 44 pitches through the four scoreless for Freddie as he's uh, out there for the fifth inning, and he's dealing nothing in that fifth inning. 58 pitches through the five scoreless. Brewers back to work in the sixth inning. Leadoff base hit by Willie Adamas. One out later. How about the aforementioned Rowdy Telez? 
takes off. Telez in the air, right field. Polanco is back, and it's off the top of the wall. Adamas around third. They're going to wave him home. No throw is made. Rowdy Telez delivers again. It's 2-0. Telez with an RBI double in the sixth. All right, you see where that pitch was? Almost the identical location of the home run that he hit. And that makes it two zip, and that chases Chad Cool. One in, one out, one on in that sixth inning. Uh, Stratton, the new pitcher for Pittsburgh, to face Tyrone Taylor, and he adds another run. Telez at second base, and that one's on the ground, and that's by the third baseman, Hayes, in the left field. Telez will score. Tyrone Taylor on his way to second base. The throw gets away. It's going to be another double for Taylor. 3-0 Milwaukee here in the sixth inning. The Brewers just doubling the Pirates to death. That's five now. Five doubles for the Brewers. Yes, of the seven hits thus far into that sixth inning, five of them, as you just heard, on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Doubles. Double machine tonight. Uh, Low Kane then draws a walk. Two in, two on, just one out for Luis Urias, and Urias with a rocket to right, but it's caught for the second out. Louis has been hitting the ball hard, guys. He's been hitting into some rough luck here. Uh, but to the rescue in that inning is the pineapple. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Manny Pena sends one to left field. Back goes Gamble, and this one is gone. Manny Pena. A three-run home run. The pineapple. And a Brewer fan with the catch. Pena busted open. Six-nothing Brewers. Another huge inning for the Brewers. Been- Putting up a six-pack there thus far. Freddie Peralta also had a base hit in that inning. Five hits, five runs, throwing a walk. And the Brewers with a six-zip lead. Bottom of the sixth inning, Freddie allows a uh, base hit, the, only two he would give up in his outing, but no runs. 68 pitches through the six scoreless for Freddie Peralta as uh, the game uh, heads to the seventh. Brewers not done yet with their offense. How about Rowdy Telez? Very interesting. Telez in the air, left center field, got some carries, and this one is gone. Oh, my goodness. Rowdy Telez, speaking of long home runs. You just don't see many left-handers go oppo there in Pittsburgh. Seven to nothing Brewers. Telez's eighth home run of the year. He is really feeling it at the plate. My goodness, I mean, that is a blast. It's 4-10 after the notch out there. Now, keep in mind, with a few roster moves, the acquisition of Escobar, I mean, some people contemplated with the option, which Telez has, Maybe he was expendable, but I don't think so, guys. I mean, he has, he has earned his right to stay up on, at the big league level. Uh, seven zip into the bottom of the seventh. Freddie's day is done. Just the two hits, a walk, five strikeouts, six scoreless frames for Peralta. Miguel Sanchez uh, on. He did give up a base hit and got a double play to get out of it uh, into the eighth inning. Brewers, you think they're done? Not quite yet in the eighth. Lorenzo Cain reaches on air. One out later. How about Manny Pineapple? Have a night. 
Narvaez is the everyday catcher now, and Manny's just fine with that. He's, they're a great combination. Mm -hmm. They work together well. They're always involved in. Oh, that ball's kissed. Manny Pena going to right center, and it's gone. The pineapple strikes twice. Okay. And look at Narvaez, the first guy out of the dugout. Manny Pena, have a night. Two-run wow. home run, give him five RBIs. And now he's glad that ball did go foul down the line. Yeah, a career-high five RBIs for Manny Pena. Uh, Nine-zip lead for the Brewers into the bottom half of the uh, eighth inning. Devin Williams needing some work. It's like Hader yesterday. I mean, it's a good situation to be in when, when your back uh, end of the bullpen just simply has to get some work in. And Devin does that. A one, two, three frame. That was, uh, that was good to see out of Devin Williams. Look good. Brewer's not done yet in the ninth inning. However, it is a position player pitching for the Pirates. You had a back-to-back uh, -back pitches, a uh, 47-mile-per-hour pitch followed up by a 75-mile-an-hour pitch. So that's, that's what they were facing there. Uh, uh, Nagowski pitching. Taylor had a double in that ninth inning. Lorenzo Kane with a couple of runners aboard. Oh, and Kane shoots one to right. A base hit on the Ephus. And this will bring in two runs. Lorenzo Kane have a series. Three RBIs tonight, six ribbies in the series for Kane. And the Brewers lead 11 to nothing now. Wow, getting ugly there. Well, not ugly for, for Brewers fans, not for us. 11 zip. Pena had another base hit. Runners at the corners. And uh, let's see here. Well, Pablo Reyes, you haven't done anything in a while. Let's, let's get you in there and get you to knock in a run. 0-2 pitch. 0-2. Reyes rips one down the line. That is a fair ball. Kane strolls in. Manny Pena to third base. Reyes was having none of that. Brewers have scored three. This feels just like a fantasy camp game right now. Well, and again, I mean, uh, I'm sure people... Yeah, five hits. And uh, they sent eight men to the plate, scoring five runs. Gustave in to pitch the ninth. Yeah, a 12-zip final. Uh, we're going to hear from manager Craig Council. And we'll keep scouring the, uh, the social media realm of things and, and taking a look to see if uh, David Stearns has uh, gotten any uh, thing in, in the hopper here for another trade. But the Brewers, more importantly, get a victory here. 19 games over 500. Their high watermark on the season, 61 and 42. Uh, you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. As always, here on the fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414 799 1250. Or tweet the show at 12:50 a.m. The fan. Welcome back. It is a Brewers 12-zip victory to seal the deal on a sweep over the Pittsburgh Pirates, and these are the types of games that uh, that we, we should enjoy a little bit. That that journey we talked about with the uh, NBA championship. 
regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. I know it's tough to kind of follow every pitch. It's tough to kind of follow every game of a basketball season as well, every minute and every, you know, um, you know quarter and finish and tip and the whole deal. But I think I, I think you know we've learned something from the Milwaukee Bucks run, and that in that it goes by so quick. And that being said, these are the types of games that I don't, uh, you know, again, I'm going to still continue to do the same regimen that I normally do, and that is, you know, take my notes and go through. Even though the game slips away, a lot of, you know, a lot of analysis would be to say, well, and they added on another three runs, and then they added on another two runs, and they run away for the 12-zip victory. Uh Uh-uh. I want to enjoy these things. I want to enjoy a Lorenzo Cain ninth inning two-run base hit uh, in a route game. I, I really do. That's all part of this as the uh, Brewers now go to 19 games over 500. All right, so the trade deadline now, uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow. That's central time, so you may read online or whatever, 4 o'clock, but it's 3 o'clock central, 4 Eastern. Now, you've got until that point to make your trades. Now, no waiver trades where you get a a guy that clears waivers, you work out a deal, boom, you make that trade, which, quite honestly, the Brewers over the years have have done some damage in that waiver trade season. And that's not going to happen here. So I noticed something from Craig Council and David Stearns. They said they wanted coverage here. In the acquisitions, uh, Adamas and you know whoever it might be, and now Escobar, uh, potential uh, bullpen arms, etc. They're going to say, "Well, we don't know what what's going to happen." They mentioned injuries. Yeah, we're covered on injuries. Craig Council said yesterday. Yeah, we're covered on lack of production. Someone goes into the tank. You can you know give someone else uh, the bulk share of the of the abs in that situation. What they didn't tell you is that their coverage also considers COVID. And I don't know why they're refraining from saying that. I don't know if you noticed that, Evan, but am I out of bounds here? Because they're just, they're coming this short of saying it. They call them challenges. We don't know what surprises or challenges are going to come up in the final two months. It's okay to say it. We're all living in the same world. It's okay. And they're right to, to cover your bases. They're saying it. Because of all those things, injuries, lack of production, uh, the COVID, but they're also saying, without saying, is that the the waiver trade season is not going to be very helpful. It's not going to be helpful for anybody. But that is something that the Brewers have had a strength with the past several years, is that August trade season. So all of those things properly stated except they they came short of saying covid and it's all right to say it i mean obviously yelich and and jace peterson uh are are not with the team because of it and heck with what happens what what is uh happening is it the nationals i think it's the nationals that uh eight players and staff members now with without the team that could happen to any one of these teams and I think that's one of the reasons why they are stacking all this versatility in there, all this redundancy, as David Stearns put it yesterday, that they do have so many different options 
I mean, it's it's a, a kid in a candy shop is what it is for Craig Council. It really is. Where, you know, if someone does fall off a little bit, he can go to a Rowdy Telez to get, uh, you know, a week's worth of starts. If Luis Rios doesn't, uh, you know, rebound a little bit because he's been slumping just a tick, well, then it's Escobar going to start every night at, at third base. You know, if Adamas gets hurt, it's Urias that goes to short or Escobar. Things happen with Colton Wong and Jace Peterson gets tucked in there. Things go really wrong. Then a Keston Hira comes back up, plays a little second base. You, you, you roll the dice there. Uh, in the outfield, same deal. You know, if things go south for a couple of these guys, you've got Jace Peterson. If, if they come up positive in COVID and you're without these guys, imagine that. Some, this may happen to one of these teams here. And I think all four of those entities, all four of those reasons are why the Brewers are making these moves right now. Now, I will add a fifth, which may be a little more important than, than a lot of them. And the, the fifth reason would be because you don't want to waste this pitching staff. You've got to back that up with, with some thump. You got to back that up by improving your offense, and they did just that. We we saw it. Well, I shouldn't say we. I should say David Stern saw it early this year. He knew he had to do something with that offense, and we talked about this a month ago. And I think my comment, Evan, might have been, "I'll promise you, he's going to make some moves. He is not wasting this type of year with this pitching." And then I think a couple days later, he got Adamas. And he got Adamas. You can't waste this pitching. It is world. Remember I said this. Again, I'm not just patting myself on the back, and a lot of you guys said it too. This is a World Series pitching staff. That's what it is. What do they always say? You need three. Three starting pitchers in the postseason. And we might have the best big three in baseball. Well, maybe the Dodgers now because they got Scherzer, but Mm -hmm. either way, you look at just straight ERA and straight numbers, the Brewers might have the best big three in, if you want to call it that, in baseball right now. And that is perfect to lead you into the postseason. If your offense, like we've said, is even middle of the pack, you're going to win a lot of games. I mean, there's a lot of swagger going on with the Milwaukee Brewers. There just is. And it's growing by the day, by the week. I think you're getting a lot more national attention. I think you're, you, you, I, I think you're, you're, you're getting some respect around the league, you know. And, and 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 again, I remind Brewers fans, don't let this perception that just because it's a bigger market in L.A., or it's the Mets and they're making these moves, or it's San Diego making these moves, or it's a Giants on fire team. Don't let them snowball you into saying that this is little old Milwaukee. This is a force of a team. It is. It's as good. You know, bring on San Diego. Fine. It can be a hell of a series. Dodgers, I think the Brewers match up very well against the L.A. Dodgers, and they've proven that this year. Come on, let's go. It's going to be a great series. It's going to be Joe Buck on Fox, and it's going to be playoff baseball, and it's going to be a blast. Giants, upstart, Kapler and the boys, come on. Let's go. It's going to be fun. The Mets, that may be a little bit, even though I don't think they're as good as the three West Coast teams, 
Mets seem to match up decent against the Brewers, though. <laughs> I have to be honest there. All right, uh, on a uh, cell phone, I, was he at the game? 414-799-1250. Uh, it is Brett. Brett, you're on the fan. Good evening. Hey, Tim. Uh, yeah, my wife and I, we, we drove out to Pittsburgh Tuesday night, got here Wednesday morning. We're at the last two games. Saw a great sweep, and, and now we're headed down to Atlanta. So hopefully we can bring home a couple, another couple wins. That is awesome. You know what? You guys are so lucky you get to do that. You Were you in Pittsburgh specifically for the Brewers? Yeah, we yeah. like I said, we left Milwaukee Tuesday night, came here for these two, and now – now we're heading down to Atlanta and uh, oh wow, check nice. out that new park. So nice. it's a good time. Brett, was this planned from you guys, or just on a whim a month ago you decided, hey, let's target a road trip? <laughs> no, it's been planned. Actually, we last year we wanted to to try to get to seventy games, and obviously COVID didn't allow that to happen. So um, we're we're making another run at it this year. We're going to Pittsburgh and Atlanta, and later in the season we're we're going to Cleveland and Detroit. So trying to hit up as many games possible and glad the Brewers are able to be playing well and, and make it, make it fun while we're doing it. So yeah, you say 70 games, 70 road games or just 70 total? 70 total. Yeah. Okay. Tonight was number 37. So we got a ways to go, but um, yeah, should be a fun August and September. That's for sure. Oh man. Won't it be fun and, and getting a little bit better. There is uh well, final thing for you, Brett, as as you know, probably as much of uh, of this Brewers baseball team as anybody. Do you f- still think that it's an inferiority thing that these other these other clubs, the the, the Padres and Mets and Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Giants, all these bigger market, bigger name clubs, do you, do you think it's an inferiority thing that they look down? They look down their nose or, or you know, down in, in general at the Brewers. I don't think so, you know, and I think just from the Brewers' mindset, I mean, obviously the, the Dodgers getting Scherzer and Turner tonight, and I told my wife, yeah, there's a tweet that they're playing now, and she goes, gee, like, why? That's just not fair. And, you want to, and it's not, but you want to know what? Like, bring out a 2018 NLCS rematch. And like you said, I mean, we have – I think we have the top three pitchers in the NL and ERA now, and bring it on. I mean, we were so close in 2018. I, I like the Escobar move. I don't. I don't love it. I would have. I would have liked to make a big splash and, and go get a Jose Ramirez or someone. But you want to what? Escobar is an upgrade. You didn't give up a top 30 prospect for him. So mm-hmm. hopefully Stearns has another couple moves tomorrow. And and last thing I'll give you is I know we talked about this on Sunday, Braun. We we did run into Hodgecord and McKelvey at the game and. I kind of asked them their thoughts, and I know McKelvey's been on with Bart and and Rami a couple times, and he hasn't been a he hasn't been too supportive on Brown coming back, and he kind of said the same thing tonight. He's like, you know, he's retired, he's he's living on the beach. I, he's like, I don't think it's even a thought. Roger Court said, well, I did think it was a possibility, but I think Escobar kind of shuts that down. So I'm with you. I think it may still happen. I hope it still happens, but. Uh, it should be a fun 24 hours tomorrow in the trade deadline. So. Oh, no doubt. Brett, always a pleasure, man. Thanks. Uh, safe travels, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you. Maybe give us a call during that series uh, down in Atlanta. Sounds good. Go Brewers. All right. Um, they may be right, Hodgecourt and McAlvey and these guys. They may be right. All I go by is when we hear the man speak, and that's Ryan Braun. He is considering it that's what i heard him say 
That's all I know. There's no timeline on this. I mean, when you think about, you know, the the Escobar addition, and then couple it at the other corner with Braun as a part-time player, how do you not? I mean, just to me, it it makes total sense. But okay, I mean, I I get it. And maybe as the days go by, the chances are less. I I would ag- agree with that. But, man, that, that would be sweet. Okay, so we have breaking trade news here, a little bit of a blockbuster. Uh, let's find out. Not regarding the Brewers, but, Evan, what do you have? Correct. And breaking news on the fan powered by Odyssey.com Sports and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. The Boston Red Sox are acquiring Kyle Schwarber. From the Nationals, another national getting traded, (laughs) which is shocking considering that they just won, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Good pickup for Boston. After missing out on uh, Joey Gallo, Schwarber's going to cost less and fills pretty much the same positions. I like it. Missing out on Rizzo. I think there were rumors of of Rizzo going back to Boston. Rizzo is now official. He is in a a Yankees uniform. That's going to be crazy to see. My dad is a uh, Cubs fan, and he hates it. (laughs) You know, that's one of the things every year I look forward to, at least as a kid, and even now to a degree, is seeing these guys in a different uniform isn't isn't that always the little kid in you? To well, me, it is. Like, I think my first real example of that was, like, Carlos Lee. I really liked him, and then they traded him after, like, one season. Mm-hmm. And that was weird for me because I had, like, just bought his player T-shirt, and I was ready for El Caballo to be here for a while. I didn't really understand contracts or anything at whatever age I was. And it's it's weird to see a guy that you really like on another team, especially if it's one that you hate. Like, I absolutely hate the Yankees. And I don't like that they got Rizzo because I actually kind of like him. Rich get richer, it seems. It just seems like that. They, they, they just have a, a waterfall of minor leaguers to acquire these guys. The Dodgers, too. That's what I'm saying. The Yankees, Dodgers, some of these teams just... Like an endless supply. It doesn't mean that they're any better or worse than Brewers minor leaguers. What it means is that they're willing to pull the trigger on just a plethora of minor leaguers. A s- scoop another handful and send them out. They do one hell of a job and always have, especially the Yankees. 20 years ago, I looked into this. Where I, I don't know if it's, it's calculated or coordinated necessarily, but it just always seems they talk up their minor leaguers every chance they get. Because after a year and a half or two and a half years of really, really talking up these minor leaguers, despite the numbers, this kid's got it. This kid has the it factor. Wait till he gets here. Maybe that does have an impact on sending a bunch of prospects. But just every year, it's a handful of them. It's just pretty crazy. Yeah, my first uh, experience with that was the uh, mid-'70s when the Brewers traded George Scott to the Boston Red Sox. Cecil Cooper was in that trade. So it was a great trade. But 
the the following spring when I bought my uh, my baseball cards to see George Scott in a Boston Red Sox uniform was just like oh man it's <laughs> just not right that was sort of uh, that's just sort of weird going going through that but part of this to see Rizzo in a Yankees uniform that doesn't seem right either and I. Again, Brewers have a number of games left head-to-head against the Cubs. Good. Good, good, good. Because that dude is usually, you know, an eyelash, if not a guarantee of one win a series against the Brewers with his bat. And and glove. I mean, he's been outstanding. But, uh, okay, we'll keep you updated if anything breaks here. We're going to hear from Craig Council, a Brewers shutout. They're 12th on the season in a 12-zip victory. They outscore in this series uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates 28-3, to and they run their mark to 19 games over at 61-42. and We're going to hear, again, Craig Council up next. Got to be pretty pleased with this. And they head to Atlanta along with Brett and his wife as they're driving down there as well. You're listening on the Odyssey app. That's where you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, 12-zip final. Brewers, another victory. They sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay, so we'll get to council here in just a second. Uh, if you're on hold, I'll get to you. So I'm I'm rethinking. I, I mentioned um, maybe at the start of the show uh, about Tyrone Taylor, a 2012 draft pick, finally comes to fruition here, and he's just you know again we, you guys were smart and we all discussed this on the show that Tyrone Taylor should lose no abs to Jackie Bradley Jr. Remember our discussion on that. You guys were were with me on that and maybe the catalyst about that conversation. It's just the guy's just having a nice season, coming coming to into his own. Uh, he's batting 269, 9 homers, 33 RBIs. His on base is about 350. And you know, here's where I'm torn on Tyrone Taylor. I think another team would be interested in those types of numbers. And if you coupled him with a prospect, because I don't know if you still consider Taylor necessarily by definition a prospect, but a fine major leaguer, and maybe given the the opportunity to start uh, 140 games a year, maybe he turns out to be a good player. You know, the player that he is showing right now. But I'm wondering if, if you would consider trading him here in the next, uh, you know, less than 24 hours, if you package him with a prospect to get or maybe sweeten the pot at least on a back end of the bullpen arm. I think I would have to, despite the fact that the Brewers have had some offensive struggles this year. 
I, th- I think I would consider it. I'm not a slam dunk on it, but I would have to consider it, depending on the deal, depending on the player. Are you going to miss Tyrone Taylor that much in a year or two or four? I don't know if I will, but could they use him down the stretch here? For, again, the redundancy word, which I'm not really clear, clear on how, how that, you know, by definition, my grammar is, is not the best, but <laughs> I'm not, the redundancy word just it, it didn't seem to fit for me, but okay, I get it. I get what they're trying to say. Um, would you keep him just in case? As I said, all of those things, lack of production, injuries, COVID, et cetera. You know, I, I'm torn. Would you, would you guys consider, Evan, would you consider trading him? I love Tyrone very much. I think he is a really great hitter. He is a line drive hitter, which is kind of refreshing. And he's rolling hot. Yeah, his defense is okay, but the bat is great. And he's still technically a rookie, so you have a ton of control. Mm-hmm. And yes, he is 27. He's an old rookie, but I, I, he's a really great guy. But if you want... To win a championship, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. And, I mean, look no further than the Bucks; They had to trade their first-round pick for P.J. Tucker. Little things like that kind of add up. And could Tyrone be really, really great in the future? Could he be like a Trent Grisham? Absolutely. But if the Brewers win it all, am I going to care? Probably not. I'll still cheer for him. And I think one of the things that helps me... I guess be okay to the idea of trading Tyrone is that Eduardo Escobar can play the corner outfield. Mm -hmm. So at least I know that there's someone who has somewhat similar numbers that can step in, in the corner outfields. If you know, uh, Jackie Bradley keeps struggling. If Yelich gets hurt again, something like that. It makes me feel a little bit better about trading him. But you better get a really nice back of the bullpen arm, like a yes. a Craig Kimbrell or something. Yep, yep. No, I agree. And I'm not saying that you know I'm not I'm not screaming from the highest mountain that the Brewers should utilize a you know a, a stock commodity that's up in Tyrone Taylor in a trade. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just torn on it. That I'd have to hear the negotiations if if someone were to be interested. Or on the other hand. Boy, it does on an A lineup, postseason game. Is he in your starting lineup? I don't think so, guys. If everyone's healthy, everyone's rolling. You know, it's it's Yelich and Kane and and Avi in the outfield. This is the way it is. That's your A lineup. Now we'll see on Lorenzo Kane if he, you know, is going to take a little bit of a backseat if his production falls off a little bit in the next couple of months. Maybe the injury, the lower leg stuff has been, you know, biting him a little bit this year, getting up there in years. No, I get it. But I'm just saying if he continues to roll, it, your best A lineup does not include Tyrone Taylor. And then are you okay with, as Evan said, backup plan that Escobar can play the corners? You'd have Tyrone Taylor and, and JBJ as your fourth and fifth outfielders. You do have Jace Peterson in a pinch because I don't think he's, you know, again, your A lineup is not going to include Jace Peterson in the starting lineup either. So a lot of different options and a lot of versatility. Just wanted to throw that out there about the Tyrone Taylor thing. I'm just super torn on that, but those numbers look 
really good. All right, uh, let's get to you guys. Uh, CJ, you're on the fan. What's on your mind? Uh, good evening, franchise. How are you? More important how you are. I'm hanging in there, brother. Um, I want to touch on what you were talking about before with uh, the big clubs uh, tossing around their minor leaguers willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is they can make up for that just by buying other players. Yeah, they, they sign saying? the free agents, which buys them additional time to work the prospects back into the system. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they can afford to do that. We can't. <laughs> and uh, one other thing was I, I, I listened to the game outside on the, on the radio, and the, one of the guys threw a 47-mile-an-hour pitch. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nagowski, uh, uh, a position player. Right, right, right. But I still thought that was kind of hilarious hearing it on the radio going 47 miles an hour. <laughs> you could do that. I promise I you, that. you can throw 47. I hate it. My kid can throw 47. I know that for a fact. <laughs> okay. All right, CJ, always a All pleasure, right. man. We'll talk yeah. again. I, I know that the next couple of months going to be uh, a, a hell of a lot of fun. And don't let it go by. Like if, if you're regretting not following the box back in January or February, okay, well, now you get a – a second chance here with the the other Milwaukee club. Uh, now we go to Mike. Mike, you're on the fan. What's what's going on, Mike? Isn't this fun, guys? Oh, it's a blast. I'd like to see some of these fans take the plate and hit that pitch. With all them people watching, and I think it'd be a hoot. 47 miles an hour, they'd be whiffing. Now, that dog's take... You know what I'm talking about, don't you? The the what? The dogs promo. The guy wants to kill dogs instead of watching the Bucks. Ah, gotcha. I know you got dogs. The Brewers won 12 to nothing tonight, by the way. Well, well I'll get to that with Barton. Now, Smoltz, Glav, and Maddox. We got those three, right? Well, they're having a year like that yeah. big three in Atlanta. It's a great comparison. Now... This Rowdy Torres now riding Widowmaker the Bull. I mean, this guy's. I think I, I see Vogelback going somewhere and Shaw going somewhere because you got guys that can play first. But the Tyron, Tyron Taylor, sorry. Uh, you can't get rid of him. You, no. you have no uncertainty with Yelich. You know if Kane can pull a hammy. You don't know if you're going to get Prawn at midnight on the PJ. That's my take. No, I. You know what? It's a great Go point, ahead. Mike. Thanks. Thanks for the call. It is a great point. There is some uncertainty with Yelich. There is some uncertainty with the lower uh, body of Lorenzo Cain. And I think you know maybe through talking our way through all of this, you know, I, I would lean to the side of TT's got to stay. But. I wouldn't cry a river if he was involved, if you were involved with a back end of the bullpen guy. Just saying. But it, it, it is uh, coverage, that's for sure. Okay, 12-zip, they get the victory tonight. 19 games over 500. They do have a little challenge here, and I, I like this test. Uh, they're 8-3 and three coming out of the All-Star break. Two of those three losses against the freaking Royals. Stop. Um, But they had lost six of eight heading into the All-Star break. 
Let's keep that in mind. Also, the Cincinnati Reds, hey, they're making moves too. And they sit there seven games back, and I think, you know, 59 games left. That's enough. That's enough for them. Uh, they, uh, they continue to win as the Brewers win as well, and it's been in a holding pattern of six or seven games for quite some time now. And I, I just wonder if, uh, you know, one bad stretch for Cincinnati just puts them out of commission. Maybe. And I love seeing the Cubs down there, double digits. What are they, 11 and a half back now? Oh, that is just this is so nice to see. I just love that part of it. All right, let's get to Craig Council after a Brewers series uh, victory. Well, a sweep with this victory, 12-zip final. Craig, is uh, as good as um, Freddie was tonight, did that five-run inning make it an easy decision to pull him and save his arm a little bit more? Um, yeah, well, we, we – um... Yeah, I mean, he in a different scenario, he, he may have gone back out there when he was going to go back out there for the following inning. But after the pitching change, just the inning got long and we'd scored again. So, but he was, you know, perfectly capable of going out, going out for more and was really efficient through six innings. Um, uh, he, he pitched really, really, really well tonight. Craig, what do you make of that efficiency? Um, keeping the yeah, pitch count down, but still yeah. not allowing any hits. Yeah, well, it's and it's an aggressive team. I think we we saw that. We you know there was the three first pitch swing inning. So it, it's this is a very aggressive team, and that is also compounded by the fact that you know with with these guys that when when you the level that they're reaching is that guys don't want to get deep in counts with 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 some of these guys, um, and so you start to get early swings um because they don't want to get deep in the count they don't want to get to two strikes um and you see that around the league and it's it's every pitch is competitive there's no free pitches um but you see that with the really good pitchers in the league Freddie talked hey, what about, about- yeah, having a plan to kind of be short again in this one after a short outing last time what was the kind of thought process there process there and what are you guys hoping to accomplish? Well, we're, we're just, we're just trying to conserve innings as, as we go. And, um, when we have the opportunity, you know, today was today, we were a little flexible with what we were going to do and no, um, kind of, uh, nothing set in stone today. Just read the game. Um, but we, you know, we threw 50 some pitches last time, a little more this time. He'll be full go next time. So um, we're hoping to be a little shorter today. The way the game played out, it worked out. Craig, what about having two shutouts in the series? How hard is that to do? Yeah, I mean, our, our we're just pitching well. I mean, our starters are doing pitching exceptionally well. I mean, they've been really good. Um, and it's yeah, it's just a tribute to our pitching, man. It's 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 good stuff. And uh, the guys in the pen are coming in. Devin Williams, after a really long layoff, was really sharp today. That was great to see. Um, so I feel like got got him back in the swing of things and in the routine, and coming back feeling great after his outing. So um, we're throwing the ball well. We're we're pitching well, um, and just keep it going. Craig is as tough a year offensively as it's been for Manny. He always works hard, does a good job catching, is a good teammate. But it's fun to see him have a big night like that, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think you know the the 
response to Manny's home runs tonight were, were, were huge from the, from the dugout. And that's because of the person that Manny is and um, kind of what he means to everybody and, and really what he means to the Brewers um, and, and the, the, his teammates really respect that. And um, that's why you celebrate for, for when Manny does well. So it was great to see him have a big night, even squeak the last one in there. Um, guys are fired up, but Manny's about winning and, and he's, he's made, he's lived that from the day he got here. Um, he's just always been about winning. Um, and it's, and it makes him feel great to contribute to wins. Craig, you said the other day, like Rowdy Telez is calling card as he hits the ball hard, that ball he hit oppo and where that pitch was, is that yeah. like the best sign of that? The strength? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Jason, um, Jason Lane was, you know, at third base came in after that swing and, and said, and it looked like he was just trying to fight that ball off almost as you'd kind of do with a pitch that was felt like it was inside and up a little bit, maybe. Um, and it just went, a, it went a really long way. Uh, obviously that's a, that's a big part of a park. One of the bigger parts of a park in the big leagues and he cleared the fence pretty good. So I thought it was a great, that is how much power Rowdy has. And um, kind of that probably is as good a swing as he can take that. That's his a swing right there. Craig, he also hit a line drive off the top of that 21 foot wall. That's a home run in almost every other ballpark too, because there's not many 21 foot. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hit, he's, he's in a, he's in a good place and he's swinging the bat really, really good. And um, kind of captured an opportunity at the right time. We, we were just saying if the Escobar trade works out as good as the Adamas and the Teles trade, and David's going to might get executive of the year, right? I mean, these these new guys have made a big difference. They, have, they there's no doubt they have. Um, you know, like a, it's they're, they're taking Rowdy's taking advantage of a great opportunity. Um, and it's kind of unforeseen, you know, but it's, but it's, it's, it's what David's great at doing and that David and the staff are great at doing. So, um, you know, we just try to keep it continuing, but the, but the acquisitions this year have, have, um, and not just, not just those two, but even, you know, the minor stuff that Yandel Gustave coming in, he's pitched really well. And, um, Hunter Strickland coming in and pitching really well, like some some big ads to our team that have really made it. Cousins, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't have even close to the team that you started with, but it's playing probably the best ball of the year. Yeah, and, and I think um, you know we, we played a good series. We I, I thought we, I think we played a good series against the White Sox as well. I think we played a really good series against the White Sox and carried over to this one. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. A lot of conversations about uh, the acquisition of Willie Adamas and, uh, you know, the offense just sort of takes off once he gets here. Best record in baseball since May 22nd. But we need to start taking a look at Rowdy Telez as well. And after tonight's game, he's hitting 378 in 15 games with the Brewers. Four home runs, 11 RBIs. He's walked six times. 
I mean, that's that's incredible. You just heard Craig Council talk about, you know, almost like he was fighting that pitch off. He does. There's there's a sweet swing there. There there really is for a big dude. That's a sweet looking swing. And and I don't think with those numbers that you can afford to remove him at this point. You could say the same thing about our conversation last uh, 10 minutes ago about uh, Tyrone Taylor. Same sort of thing. We talk about riding the hot hand. Well, Rowdy Telez is in that category. 14 for 37 in a Brewers uniform. I mean, those are incredible numbers. Uh, that's pretty cool. ABC audio video play of the game. It wasn't off the bat of Rowdy Telez or Tyrone Taylor. Manny Pena, he made the, uh, he doubled the Brewers lead. It was three zip, but uh, make it a six pack after this swing here. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Manny Pena sends one to left field. Back goes Gamble, and this one is gone. Manny Pena, a three-run home run. The pineapple, and a Brewer fan with the catch. Pena busted open six-nothing Brewers. Another huge inning for the Brewers. Yeah, I wonder if that was our boy Brett that caught that ball in Pittsburgh there. All right, we'll take a break. Are we going to hear from the Pineapple next, Evan? Yes, we will. Indeed, always always a pleasure hearing from this guy. A.K.A. Mr. Hotel California, as he likes to say. (laughs) That's right. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Brewers, victory tonight. They sweep the Pirates. Manny Pena next here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 12-zip final. Brewers take care of the Pirates. They sweep them in this three-game set and on to Atlanta. It is a uh, – they have a they have a big-time offense. Brewers have a big-time pitching staff. It's going to be fun over the weekend, and we'll, we'll have coverage all three games after the last pitch as you make the switch. A career night for Manny Pena. He knocks in five, a two-run shot, a three-run shot, and uh, – also, uh, he threw out a base runner in this one. Manny Pena and Omar Narvaez, a good one-two punch as the Brewers take it down the stretch here in the 2021 championship season. After the career night, here's Manny Pena. We thought you were going to sing. Yeah, I already sing in the clubhouse. California, my best song ever. How, did you get a standing ovation? What was the reception? Yeah, standing ovation. Manny, Manny. <laughs> hey, hey, Manny, what are you proud of? Hitting two home runs or getting a hit off that infielder? Yeah, very good, man. Very good day. So happy for me for the team too, winning. That's the more important thing. So keep winning, keep getting closer to make the playoff. That's our goal. I think, I think that's that's our mind right now. Manny, Freddie was so efficient, 68 pitches in six innings. What, what did you think of the way he threw the ball? Good, man. Very good. So we're talking about the game 
the game report, the game plan before before the game starts. So so everything we talk, that's what we take it to to the game. So I knew it right away he gonna he gonna have a good day in the bullpen when he started warming up. I I was feeling like he gonna have a good day. So that's what I show in the game, like control every pitch. That's what he has to do this this year. Hey, hey Manny, there's a there's a saying that people only remember what you did lately. If you have a strong second half, will that help you forget that that first half? Yes, man. This. It's a little struggle for me, like early in the year, even like uh, like after the second half, though, I start feeling much better. I, I put a lot of work on myself, hitting a lot in the cage, talking with the hitting coach, and try to figure it out when when the moment comes to me when I play. So try to be a hundred percent, and and that's what I, that's what I'm gonna do, like working hard and calling good game and keep winning. Manny, Freddie has had so many starts where he has allowed two hits or less. Um, do you, do, how have you seen him get better as the season has gone on? I think the confidence is half. Like before, he was more fastball. Now, now he got the choice using the change and the slider and the curve too. So before, he only throw when when he behind the count, he liked to use uh, fastball. Now, when he behind the count, he like use slider, curve, changes. So now you don't know what he what's he coming, and the fastball play very well to him, like up and in, down away. So I think I think that's the more important thing for him. I think that's the kit for him. Like I use the breaking ball behind the count. Hey, hey Manny, how did Devin Williams look? That was his first time out in a long time. How did he look? Good man, good. Like he don't look like he was hurt before. He looks good. Control the fastball. The changeup was nasty. It's good. It's very good to to William. He's back. You guys uh, have Eduardo Escobar showing up tomorrow, man. He looks like he's going to be a good fit on this team. You guys are rolling. You think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good guy. I know. I know him before. I played with him winnable a little bit. Very good guy. Very good teammate. Very good friendly. So I think that's. A very good uh, piece, like come to us and help and help keep winning. Manny, do you guys get a boost when you see the front office making moves? What is that? Do you guys do you, have boost when you does, see the, You think the, the uh, clubhouse reacts? Does it make yeah, everybody happy when the front office makes trades for players like Escobar and? Tomas no, we, and we was Italy? happy, man. We was very happy when we got that news. We call it on Facetime right away. Hey, welcome! So happy you come, you here with us. So that's good. That's good. Especially, especially when um, Latin player come like like here to us and, and help to win. It's it's good for us to keep the family together. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Three games set in Atlanta over the weekend. I can't wait for this. I checked the forecast too, and then looking at uh, looking at shower possibility on Sunday. So it should be pretty clear on Friday and Saturday. But you know, Atlanta, uh, they need to get get going here, and you know, hopefully that'll start uh, after after Sunday. But this is going to be a big test for the Brewers. I shouldn't say a big test, but it definitely test. Um, 
You know, they've always had a few stumbles down there in Atlanta against the Braves and, and well-contested games for sure. But uh, tomorrow, a uh, 20 after 6 first pitch after the last pitch, you make the switch here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Looks like Corbin Burns is going to be on the hill for the crew. Tuki Toussaint, is that how you pronounce that? I believe so. Yeah, okay. um... Both of these guys, Corbin, who enters the game with a 6-4 and four record, a 2.12 ERA, Tuki Toussaint with a 1-1 one one record, a 1.32 ERA, both of these guys have never faced their respective teams. So this is Corbin's first start against the Braves and likewise. Yeah, and with a with a, an offense that just got fat uh, this week against the Pirates, hopefully that can continue uh, with an early lead tomorrow. Big fan of that. Game one of a three-game set. You get a lead early, kind of sets the tone in the game and the series, and we'll find out. And we'll be talking about it all weekend long uh, right here on the post-game show. So you guys have a great night. Uh, Evan, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with your voice, but you sound like a 79-year-old man from New York or something. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, get 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 better for sure. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow after game one in Atlanta. And as always, pretty easy to do this these days with regards to Brewers baseball. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.